You're listening to a Big Finish production. Oh. Hail the big talking metal parrot. Oh, gods, how I love war. Let my Iron Legion march forever, for only through destruction am I alive. This is the Big Finish podcast launched on the 17th of March 2019. Benji. We are honoured to welcome you into oh. Big Finish's world of audiobooks mm. and audio drama. Yes, lots yes. of Doctor Who and lots of other things too. Other things. Award-winning classic science fiction like our adaptation of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds, for example. Not that I'm going on and on and on and on about it winning an award. Anyway, I'm Nick Briggs. He's Benji Clifford. Certainly, certainly. And coming up in this podcast, we delve into the latest reviews, giving you a glimpse of what people are saying about Big Finish's work. And you won't be surprised to hear that we focus on the positive. Yes, we do. I like your delving, Nick. Very good. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was a bit like the web of fear in Doctor Who. Um, uh, because I think it is largely positive, the, the reviews, aren't they? Well, it's, mean, nice to, it's nice to... I mean, we do get a lot of positive reviews, which is yeah. rather nice. I'm sure we get negative reviews because that's the nature of reviews, but certainly more positive, I believe. I, I mean, I don't see... I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone listening, but I don't see much point in us reading out negative ones. Do you? This is a real. This is a real callback to 2018, the, the big, <laughs> the big the debate of review... <laughs> Yes, well, big finish. Uh, you know, the, the audios are terrible. I couldn't stand them, and um, I'm sitting <laughs> on a pin. Um, <laughs> or should be. Or should yeah. be, yes. <laughs> hmm. Oh, well. Right. Uh, hmm. Any road up. After that, we will hit you straight between the ear things with a dash behind the scenes of Doctor Who, The Iron Legion, starring Tom Baker. Uh, Nick, explain. Yes, Tom Baker is an actor who played the Doctor in Doctor Who. <laughs> Oh, not that bit. Uh, the I Iron Legion is a comic strip from Doctor Who Weekly when it first came out in 1979, I reckon. I reckon. I reckon. Uh, I remember reading it while I was doing my ema- emails. Sorry, A-levels, not emails. There was no such thing as a email. Time A-mails. is all going wrong. Uh, anyway, so we've done uh, a release of Doctor Who, the comic strip adaptations of the Iron Legion and the Star Beast. The first one is the Iron Legion, and I directed it what seems like three million years ago. And um, in the olden days, it's been ready for a long time, and it's being released in this very month. And in fact, <sighs> it's probably already out. So we're we're going to delve behind the scenes. Yes, and then after a burst of the randomoid selectatron, in which we truly randomly select, we really do randomly select a big finish release and give you a 25% discount on it. I know, we seal the deal on the Iron Legion, giving you a drama tease for free of the first 15 minutes. But before all of that, here is a quick email from David Hargreaves. Hello, David. Hi, Nick and Benji. You asked for views on the new format. Of the podcast, yeah, yeah. The podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a real danger with all podcasts that, freed from the constraints of a broadcast slot, they can get podgy and self-indulgent. I'm not saying that's true of Big Finish, brackets, I wouldn't dare, Um, (laughs) but by imposing a time limit, you've uh, you've brought about a greater focus, a real sense of urgency and reduced unnecessary repetition for regular listeners. Mm. The new format really works for me. Please don't change it back. Oh blimey by the way um wasn't this just what nick did when he took over as executive director all those years ago executive producer yes that's correct as well it says says director today he says director just correcting him not you uh episodes (laughs) episodes have been sprawling over uh up to 40 minutes but the discipline of imposing a 25 minute time limit heightened the drama and forced writers to construct taut storylines crack on David Hargreaves. Well, that's an interesting point of view, isn't it? That was very it was very controversial when I I did impose the 25-minute rule and then I relaxed it a bit. But yeah, it, uh, episodes were sprawling beyond 40 minutes, mate. They were sprawling up to 45 minutes some of them. It was ridiculous. It was just getting completely out of control. So, uh and then I went too far the other way. Um so, yeah. And they all became have, 1 minute. Doctor, <laughs> 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 Do you remember Blip Verts from Max Headroom? Blip 
Yeah, but they just blitz but and the whole like have it, and it, but they make people expl- heads explode. <laughs> anyway, a uh, little flashback to the eighties for you there, folks. My head just exploded, but don't worry, it's better now. So yes, well, I'm not I'm not imposing a time limit. I'm saying thirty five to forty minutes, but you know. We're, by putting in this extra email here, we're, we're sort of backtracking a bit and people, people saying maybe get an email in every time. So anyway, right. Um, here we go with the latest reviews. You got your review seatbelts on? Well, here we go. This month, we're concentrating on Missy, starring Michelle Gomez, the fourth Doctor Adventures Series 8, starring Tom Baker, Torchwood, the fifth Doctor, the twelfth Doctor in Short Trips, and The Avengers. First up, Missy. I'm fabulous at strategy, mathematics, creative role-play. In fact, you could say I'm mostly marvellous in every manner. Blog to Who says, This debut series for Missy is nothing short of a triumph. Each story is a delight to listen to. All the scripts are tightly written and allow the cast to have an absolute ball. Well done, Big Finish, for another outstanding release and a terrific debut series for such a popular character. Mm. Thoroughlymodernreviewer.com says Michelle Gomez is still having an enormous amount of fun portraying Missy as she delivers a performance that perfectly balances Missy's pathos with her completely bonkers insanity. This box set is just an utter delight. Five out of five wands. Magic wands. Mm. I like that. Jet White Dove, Snow Black Snake. Um, <laughs> Doctor Who... Ace of wands. DoctorWhoReviews.net says... Missy proves to be the perfect vehicle for the audacious and unexpected storytelling styles that put Big Finish on the map so long ago. And the energy and extreme polish evident in the writing, acting, directing and sound design make this an incredibly strong foundation for yet another must-listen audio range. Nice. Mass movement. I don't know whether this is Tony Filer, Bill Filer's son. Uh, he says, <laughs> it's from Claws of Excess. Doctor, the Exxon. The, ex- the Exxons? <laughs> what? Uh, ax- the Exxons. It's a gas practically company, perfect. It's a petrol gas movement. It's a Patrick Chotton. Ex- ex- isn't it Exxon Mobil? That's something, isn't it? Yeah, don't go there. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's practically perfect in every way, says Mas- says Bill Filer. Uh, it's pre- it needs a place on your shelves, in your ears, and ultimately messing with your mind. I don't know why he sounds like he's got a sore throat. I've gone mad. Well, the tweets are coming in here at the Twitter sphere. And uh, Timothy Morris 3 says, uh, Big Finish Missy Series 1 was just absolutely perfect. Yes. A serious shout out to everyone involved with this masterpiece. Ah! Divorced, beheaded, regenerated might be my favourite story ever. Well, that is not just all because news coming in at iDanisaurus says, Finished listening to Missy Series 1 in one sitting Mm -hmm. by the amazing Big Finish. Uh Michelle Gomez remains my favourite master Uh, really hope we get more box sets now one more over to the left over here is Justin B (laughs) Quinnick and he says or they say or she says um, after uh, completing Missy I can say with no hesitation that it is one of the greatest Big Finish spin-offs right on par with the War Master so fine Uh, back to you Nick in the studio well, thank you, Benji. Uh, On to the Fourth Doctor Adventures Series 8, Volume 2. This place is filled with monsters. Have you seen the Doctor? The last time I saw him, the Director was giving him some form of new treatment. Typical. Oh. Leaving us to do all the work. Agent Jason Vane. In a life like mine, I don't have time for dreaming. My days are filled with danger, and when night comes, I gratefully accept oblivion. Danger! Danger! I know there's danger, K-9. You're stating the obvious again. Gas. Not gas. Mist. Quickly! Don't breathe it in. Run! Run! You worked on this a lot, didn't you? I did work on it a lot. I directed all of them. 
Yes. Any highlights? Um, any highlights? Yes, any that's memories? what I did. I turned up to the studio. Yeah. What did you say? Sorry. I said any memories. Any memories at all? Well, the funny thing is, of course, we recorded about two or three years ago, I would think. Um, so, so no. No, 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 it's no just memories. like someone else did it. No, uh, I remember having lots of fun with Jane Slavin playing Anne Kelso with Tom, uh, and and yeah, and John Leeson being in it as well. Uh, and we had lots of fun, and there was a, a quite a complex overarching story arc constructed by David Richardson and John Dorney and they kept changing their minds about you know which way the story should go so we kept having to go back and record new bits for old episodes and um, yeah that was an interesting challenge I, they didn't keep changing their minds there were a few moments where they finessed things let's mm -hmm. let's be fair let's be fair be fair I mean be fair anyway uh, here's what Indie Mac user had to say about it all rubbish what no sorry baker and leeson are by now and long since experts in these roles but as always find new things and areas to go with it um the interesting thing about that sentence was that they accidentally typed now things rather than new things which caused my brain to implode and i had to edit out all sorts of trouble there uh slavin that's jane slavin i feel it's quite rude to call her by her surname come on indie mac user manages to not only hold her own but compliments the tardis crew effortlessly i'd like to see tardis all capitals myself anyway uh the stories are a nice mix i'm reviewing the reviews again mostly making you feel like you're watching tv fourth doctor at its best but where license is taken toward modern storytelling a great addition to the fourth doctor canon unfortunately he spelt canon with two n's which sounds like it's been fired at something it's just just for anyone who wants to write the word canon in a tweet from now on it only has one n you see when you're referring to the canon of a particular genre all right am i sounding like a t an annoyed teacher right yes you are put your red <laughs> pen away uh, mass movement says the fourth doctor series 8 volume 2 has more of a frantic elevated pace to it than the Ooh. first volume did as is ex as you'd expect of the second half of the series arc where strands are drawn together surprise reveals keep you guessing and not that i'm bitter or anything but your heart is utterly, utterly broken at the end. They allow the fourth Doctor and Anne Kelso to tread old ground in a new, fresh, friendly style whilst they give you an adventure you can't possibly miss. That's a lovely review. I think that's, that's tastefully put. Mm. I want to say that that was Tony Filer who said that, but who knows? It doesn't say here. And a quick tweet from at Callum Pep. Binge listen on at Big Finish hashtag Doctor Who new fourth Doctor box set. Enjoyed last year's box set, but this year surpasses it by miles. Great stuff from at Big Finish yet again. And now we move on to our main monthly Doctor Who's adventure. Doctor Who's adventure. Doctor, Doctor Who's, Who's adventure. Uh, Doctor Who went on an adventure. And um, this time starring Peter Davison as the Fifth Doctor. Doctor Who, Black Thursday, and Power Game. Hello humans, and welcome to the incredible power game. Hi everyone. Not sure what I'm doing here, to be honest. Dad! Dad! What boy? Why have you stopped? The lump. I saw the flame flicker. But the thing is, it's not like a normal program. It just sort of appears in the middle of others. Like it's hijacking the signal. Exactly. Just above us is Abatusak in the beautiful Welsh valleys. DoctorWhoReviews.net says, As an encapsulation of the sheer range Doctor Who is capable of, it's hard to think of a better duet of stories. Peter Davison, Mark Strickson and Janet Fielding continue to excel both when their characters are together and apart. Both scripts make each relevant even within the shorter running times and the productions shine at every level. Every level, I just every single level. Every level. Well, Doctor Who Online says, and I agree with this cool little thing here, a story featuring the prominent use of early BBC microcomputer graphics. 
that was a beep. That was my phone pinging there. One about miners. This release has the 80s tattooed upon its chest, and it's only a surprise that Big Finish have not gone down this road before. How utterly delightful that they have done now with such a strong release. Oh, Thedigitalfix.com says... Who was the text from, by the way? Ah, uh, Jamie. Um, it was from Jamie Anderson. Um, can, why is he texting us when he knows we're doing podcasts? Well, it was a really cool picture of the new tractor that he's got. Really cool, <laughs> big... Big, uh, look at that! Look at that cool little beast there. Oh, with him in it. Oh, it's yeah, because we saw the picture of the tractor. It's not actually him in it, but um, isn't it? it? Oh, okay, fair enough. I th- no, I th- you no, weren't no. holding it still enough. Uh, no, I was, anyway, I was yes. too busy going. <laughs> I'll tell you a, a quick, really quick uh, '80s computer. Uh, fact for you quick yes. fact mid review um, the, the old 80s computers there was one called the Acorn Archimedes uh, Acorn yes. which is which used to go into uh, in schools similar yes. to the BBC micro, micro well the processor of the Archimedes actually still yes. lives on inside all of our iPhones the wow. Arc processor there uh, is an, a direct descendant from the Acorn exciting oh. stuff anyway Nick you've up. got an exciting review haven't you have I have I Ever? From digitalfix.com, yes, from harrowing historical tale to fun, mysterious and often comic adventure, Black Thursday Stroke Power Game are the yin and yang of Doctor Who stories, but complement each other nicely. Together they produce one of the most vibrant main range releases in a while. Well, on Twitter, WCML Simon says, Just finished Black Thursday at Big Finish at I'm Jamie Anderson. I'm not, but he is. Moving (laughs) stuff. Uh, Last few lines about grief. Really sad crying face there. And regular tweeter Tom Howson says, Black Thursday power game from at Big Finish by I.M. Anderson and Eddie Robson are two brilliantly different stories, both well-written and paced. The first is beautifully emotional, a beautifully emotional piece that is so powerful. The second is intriguing. It would help if I could read. The second is an an intriguing mystery that's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, great scripts by Eddie Robson and Jamie Anderson there. Eddie Robson has been writing for us for years and years. Great to see him back. And now, on to Torchwood God Among Us Part 2. Norton Folgate, Torchwood 1950s. Here to let you know that the world's about to end. So come on, chop chop. I thought you lot were meant to be ready. I've met Norton before. And Yvonne? (laughs) I think those two deserve each other. I just feel sorry for whoever they drag along with them. I had to do terrible things at first to stop you from finding this world. But find it I did. I know what'll happen next. What you do to worlds. Attention, you have been reported as homeless. Indie Mac user says, this is a great set. All the cast are on top form here. The fallout from the last set possibly leads to the most drama yet. And these stories clearly set up shockwaves. Shockwaves, shockwaves to come i don't know where we are headed next with torchwood but i can't wait to find out 10 out of 10 that's a corker isn't it that one certainly is well we've got digitalfix.com here saying big finish continues to serve this new lineup of characters very well offering exceptional hard-hitting and humorous drama with high stakes not only for the fate of the world at large but importantly for the individuals caught in the middle of it all and on Twitter, at uh, Azrael Soleil says, Just finished listening to Big Finish's latest Torchwood release, and it's another brilliant addition to the series. There's so much emotion in this box set, and the character development is very intriguing. Once again, left wanting more. Bring on part three. Hashtag God Among Us. Andy M586 says, Jeebus! Johnny Green 4, <laughs> Goss Jam, Scott Hancock uh, had actual tears down my face driving to work whilst listening to Ash Darby's hostile environment hashtag Torchwood hashtag God Among Us massive kudos to the team at Big Finish marvellous The Avengers the comic strip adaptations volume 3 my name is John Steed this is Tara King Steed mother hello mother hello Tara well that's mighty strange Steed you're riding here partner I beg your pardon (laughs) It's not funny, Tara. Maybe not from where you're sitting. You said this assignment would be a breeze, Steve. 
This is more like a hurricane. In the meantime, keep an eye on Miss King. Steed, Peel, King and Keel have been one of the company's biggest and best risks to take in recent years. Not only has it paid off, but in spectacular style. Not my words, the words from Blog to Who. <laughs> Sci-Fi Bulletin says, Julian Wadham's Steed and Emily Woodward's Tara are suitably bemused by the amount of play acting going on, but there's plenty of serious action as well, particularly once the villains of the piece show their hand. They say, here's my hand, what do you think? Hmm. A world away from the darkness and grittiness of the series one adventures, this is the Avengers at their nuttiest. And on Twitter, Carl. Oh, it does, yeah, like a mm. uh, like a Snickers bar. Um, and on Twitter, Carl Will four two six zero one three three seven says, "Well, this was another super fun slice of Avengers joy. Love them all. A whole year's wait till the next one. What? What? Well, you know, we have to make them, don't we? Um, and finally, Big Finish dips into the twelfth Doctor era for the first time with a short trip mm-hmm. release." Read by Neve McIntosh, The Astraea Conspiracy by the wonderfully talented Lisbeth Miles. She looked him up and down, a lean, tall man with peculiar clothes and silver hair. I don't believe we're acquainted, sir, she said icily. He blinked, as though he'd forgotten something. You're after Ben, aren't you? He leaned forward, staring at her as though she were an oil painting in need of cleaning. I am mistress, Ben, sir, and... She closed her eyes for a moment, cursing her lack of discretion. Astrea, she said through gritted teeth. I would be most grateful if you would address me as Astrea. He frowned. It was quite an impressive frown. Something about the eyebrows gave it an extra dimension of presence. Uh, this is one of yours, wasn't it? You directed this one, Nick, I believe. I did, yes. I had a nice day in studio with Neve McIntosh. And uh, she, we went for lunch. Uh, and she said, <laughs> how about a pint, boys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we finished in the morning, you see. So we, we might we might have had a pint of water during the day. But we had a lovely time. She's a, a, a fantastic actor. Great fun to work with. And she did lovely voices and a brilliant Peter Capaldi voice. Anyway, Doctor Who Watch says, Lisbeth Miles has written about a fascinating and hardly explored historical figure and brings her to life brilliantly while also telling a very entertaining Doctor Who story. Doctor Who says, Nicholas Briggs is... Excellent in the directorial role here, helping to capture the essence of the Twelfth Doctor's era whilst keeping the story going at a modern and enjoyable pace. Neve McIntosh is simply brilliant as the narrator and the perfect choice to deliver this strong opening adventure. The Twelfth Doctor is back and the Astraea Conspiracy is a story not to be missed. Ah, well, you see, Elizabeth Miles did a fantastic job with it. I, I, I mean, it's nice of them to single me out for praise, but actually, it's it's the in these, particularly the short trips, you're just uh, babysitting the work of geniuses. I think, yeah, and I think it's the script that really drove it along. On Twitter, that nice chap Paul Cordell. Have you heard of him? Yes, oh, yeah, yes. I believe he I gets have. around. Yes, yes. He does. Look, he's <laughs> he is he's a mover and a shaker. Uh, I saw and a candlestick maker. Uh, yeah, and he was moving and shaking at Gallifrey One, and uh, people were loving him. He does quizzes and uh, and just yeah, brilliant. Anyway, he's a writer. Of course, you know he created Benny. He's got books and comic strips and goodness knows what. He's a towering pinnacle of of talent. Thank you. So, uh, people now awake. Today is the release day for At L.A. Miles's The Astraea Conspiracy, the first Twelfth Doctor adventure from At Big Finish. I have now listened to the first ten minutes, and it is excellent. I hope I hope it held up after the first ten minutes for you, Paul. Be brilliant. <laughs> Next tweet is: I've just listened to the second ten minutes, and it's just gone down the plug hole. But no, no don't thank bother. You, Paul. Don't bother. That was a nice, a big announcement for him to make because he's got he's got a lot of followers. So it's really lovely of you to do that, Paul. What a nice man. Nice. Uh, well, Zisco Lozano says, brilliant little story. Thanks, L.M. Miles and McIntosh Nee for those amazing 36 minutes. You have both managed to perfectly capture the voice and demeanour of Capaldi's Doctor. And there you have it. 
one yeah, gargantuan roundup giving you a taster of the love for big finish productions out there for the sake of balance benji and i will now improvise some bad reviews of big finish productions it's rubbish uh, footsteps it's are too loud yeah oh, God. the no, music it sounds like someone strangling a cat why they chose to, to actually reverse all of the audio i don't know <laughs> i thought the devil was gonna leap out of my headphones yeah, and that bit when when the the TARDIS's windscreen wipers stop working. I mean, honestly, why bother putting in such minor details? Yes, I mean, didn't they know that those windscreen wipers were a different colour? Well, it, well, they were red, weren't they, in the first episode of the windscreen wiper conspiracy? But then, obviously, making them green in this one, the uh, the windscreen wiper um, conspiracy too. It was just shocking, <coughs> shock, shocking stuff. Positively shocking. Positively shocking. Uh, that's enough. Bad reviews, no. I think. No, Thank I think you. So. Yes, well, there'll be more from our reviews desk when the debris has been cleared. Right, Phil, carry on. Time now to dash behind the scenes of Doctor Who the Comic Strip Adventures, The Iron Legion, starring Tom Baker. Hello, I'm Alan Barnes, and I adapted Iron Legion and Starbeast. Well, it had been an idea, I think. We've been, it had been floating around for, for quite a few years, and I know a few people have, have asked for it and sort of mentioned it over the years, and, and um, I was very keen. I, I mean, I, I love the Iron Legion and the Starbeast with a passion. I always did. They were two of my very, very favourite Doctor Who stories. And frankly, I couldn't stand it, somebody else doing them. I, you know, I'd have just been trying to change it constantly to, to how I thought they should be done. I genuinely, genuinely love Iron Legion and Starbeast. Uh, you know, that I think they they are among my favourite Doctor Who stories in any medium. Hello, I'm Nicholas Priggs, and I am the director of The Iron Legion. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. I think it's when I read the original comic strip, because it was a Marvel comic. I remember looking at it, and I imagined all the characters speaking in American accents, apart from the Doctor. And apart from Doug and Viv, obviously, and the Milkman. And so I had to get all those ideas out of my head to work out what the voices would be like for this production. The Iron Legion is just a fantastic epic story. And, it, you know, it's full of, like, those incredibly exciting visual images that you never got on the telly. And really, you know, you kind of always felt that you should. And one of the things I really wanted to do was to make that stuff as big and as full of life as the, those strip pictures are. You know, you feel it can go anywhere and do anything. It's just you have got the Doctor plunged into the middle of a huge empire and you need to get that feel of, of space. It's not, you know, it's not... They haven't just landed in a little citadel of Rome. You know, they've landed in a vast planet-sized city and stuff is happening and a revolution goes on. And, and I wanted to get that, that real massive scale to it. Uh, you know, a sense of something's really stretched out, you know, uh, and, and sort of being lost in it as well, you know, just, just finding yourself plunged into this thing with, with bizarre airships and bonkers centurions everywhere, stomping everywhere, and, you know, just, and slaves, huge, like, slave uprising and Robofants. The Robofants are just this tiny detail in the background of, like, the, the first panel of this, the eighth episode. And you're just like, where did they come from? <laughs> Tom Baker has noted that it's a very different script to the usual kind of thing we, we do. He sent me a text uh, no he sent me an email saying um it's very different in capitals isn't it i look forward to your witty direction he said love from old tom and i wrote back and said yes it's an adaptation of a comic strip so it's a very different style it's kind of like a movie the way alan's done it actually tom baker playing the doctor and having the time of his life full of gratitude. Robot Romans in Stockbridge at 6 a.m. Exactly. More to the point, old grub. Robot Romans in Stockbridge at 1879 past 100 A.D. Day. A.D. Now, there has never been a Doctor Who script in my experience at all like this. Otherworld, high black comedy, raucous comedy, sometimes Three Stooges, sometimes Abbott and Costello, and sometimes Ibsen. Yes, I'm having the time of my life. You'll love it. And lots of laughs, lots of laughs. Some bitter, some twisted, but good laughs. I, th I thought he was going to be wary about it and want to change a lot of it, but he, he wasn't. He had a lot of great ideas about the characters, particularly Morris. He was very concerned that Morris should be um, a sympathetic character, so he was suggesting things about that. 
It's based on a comic strip, and our writer, anyway, he's very experienced. And he has moved it into that kind of fantastical area, which is, um, it just shows the flexibility of our formula anyway. You know, we can be kind of black farcical, white farcical, green farcical, or whatever farcical you want, or some really deadly serious and full of noble thoughts and heroic acts. It just shows how flexible the formula is and the doctor and his enemies can shift from any crimes and ambitions into any other crimes and ambitions, all the time having a great fun. And of course, quintessentially, the, uh, the, the villains must be full of self-confidence. They must all be absolute megalomaniacs and never have any doubt so that when I finally, you know, it's marvelous the way I do this, you know, week after week, I never get tired of beating them and they never learn, do they? Which is a good job, otherwise I might be out of a job. I think the Iron Legion definitely has something of the structure of a, of a, of a massive movie. You know, you do have that, that sort of first act in Stockbridge, then you've got this sort of long, extended second act, um, which is a sort of big emotional high point. Then you do have that, that quick third act. So, yeah, it does have that sweep, I think. It doesn't have that sort of arc that you can actually sort of use. You know, it's, it's not constructed like a four-part Doctor Who story. Although it does fall quite neatly into four episodes, funnily enough. But, I mean, it's not that shape because they're trying to make it something like it is on telly. I think, you know, uh, what Pat Mills is doing is genuinely trying to make it a, a massively exciting adventure. And I think that's one of the things that, that is great about the Iron Age because it is coming from somewhere else. You know, I don't think Pat Mills and John Magnum weren't, weren't coming at it as, as Doctor Who fans or even as telly watchers in particular. I think they were coming from a totally different mindset and bringing that to Doctor Who and doing something fantastic with it. My name is Toby Longworth and I am playing Vesuvius, the oldest robot in Neo-Rome. And I am also playing some legionaries. Legionnaires. Wow, that's weird. Is it Legionnaires or Legionaries? Legionnaires. No, Legionnaires. Legionnaires. I'm playing one of those. Ah, uh, you might be just the robot we're looking for. I thought we were looking for gods. Gods. If you're the oldest robot in Neo Rome, you must know all about the gods. Jupiter and Neptune and Mars and Venus. Now, those are the gods of old Rome, Vesuvius, before history took a turn for the worst in this dimension at least. I'm talking about the gods of Neo-Rome, Vesuvius. The gods upstairs. Oh, dearie I. Jamie and I, Jamie Anderson, who's producing this, and indeed holding the microphone in front of my face at the moment. You know, we did the casting together, although he suggested a few and I suggested a few, and I'm really pleased with all the choices. But I hadn't worked with Toby Longworth for a very, very long time, and when I asked Alan Barnes, who's adapted this from the original brilliant... Uh, strip. I said, now what about Vesuvius? I said, I imagine Vesuvius, funnily enough, with an American accent. He said, oh, no, 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 no. He's, I said, well, what? He said, well, I always thought Kenneth Connor from the Carry On movies. And I thought, I can only think of one person who would convincingly be able to take that note and produce a performance. And I thought, it's Toby Longworth. And I haven't worked with him for years. And I thought, it's time that Toby came and did a Doctor Who again, because I haven't had him in for ages. And, you know, and when I, and he had an idea for how to play it which wasn't Kenneth Connor. And I said, well, I'm thinking Kenneth Connor. And he just immediately went into it. And it's not an impersonation. It's just a suggestion of it, you know, with all the strange sort of staccato stammering because the robot's mechanisms are sort of breaking down. Uh, and that, that delighted me. I don't like to give the impression I do any preparation because, of course, I, I, I do. I do. But I thought I was going to play Vesuvius. I had in my mind that I was going to play him as halfway between Max Headroom and kind of, well, the kind of, I suppose... Do you know Aurac from, from Blake 7? Is that kind of crotchety and old? And uh, combined with Max Hedron with, 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 with that kind of stuttery thing. <laughs> Nick said, no, no. I asked, the writers asked for you to think in terms of Kenneth Connor, which uh, one for the teenagers there. It was in the Carry On films, it's famous for going, which there's very little opportunity to go. But if you can, when listening to the... <laughs> to this detect a certain amount of Kenneth Connor that's 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 deliberate I haven't gone insane my favourite character has probably got to be Vesuvius because you know it's same just... here mate I'm, <laughs> so, I'm so glad you said that all oh, that was... eye and all that I can't I, just... well, we, 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 I remember we had that conversation uh, at some point after, after I sort of delivered the first draft of the script he said well, how are we going to do Vesuvius and I said, I said it's, it's Kenneth Connor 
And don't forget, we'll be dramatizing you with the first 15 minutes of the Iron Legion at the end of this here podcast. But before that, let's activate the randomoid selectatron. And what do we got? 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 We're going to ring pull world. Ring pool world. Hold on, ring. I remember this one. Released November 2009. Yeah. There we are, ring pool. It's, it's got, yes, it's a companion chronicle. And it's got Mark Strickland in it as Turloff. <laughs> Turloff. <laughs> and with Alex Lowe. Oh, he's brilliant playing Huxley in it. It's by Paul Mars. Well, that's bound to be good. Bit of class. Yeah, cracker, in it? Yeah. And it's directed by Neil Roberts did a little bit of directing for us he's an actor and and he fancied a bit of doing a bit of directing he came in and did that and uh, neil i worked with him on my adaptation of jekyll and hyde when i did it as a theater tour i also opened it in the theater Royal nottingham as a single production but then i did a national tour and neil roberts played um um, and not De- Jekyll or Hyde, but actually the main character, whose name escapes me off the top of my head. I can't remember now what the main character was called. So long since I I've got to get back working on that, haven't I? Um, but but uh, Neil sadly left halfway through the tour because he got offered a better job. He went off to be in um, Mary Poppins. Uh, and so Sam Clemens, who now directs for us, who's a brilliant actor, he took over the part. Anyway, so there you are, Ringpool World. You can get 25% off. No, you can't knock a 25% off, now can you? I mean, really. And the thing about that is I can tell you exactly how to do it. Did you know that, Nick? Come on, then. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, all you have to do is go to bigfinish.com forward slash offers uh, forward slash V. That's V for van, as if uh, if you drive one, then you'd know what one is. And if you don't, then, well, well, you, you might have to look that up. Uh, forward slash uh, randomoid. So that's bigfinish.com forward slash offers forward slash V uh, forward slash randomoid. Uh, and then all you have to do is enter in the code back up. That's no. back up, all capitals, two words in one. That's one word, no space, uh, and no space between the K or the U it's just back up um, and, and it's, it's as easy as that no punches uh, well we're pulling the punches and uh, we're adding the uh, Venusian Aikido kicks too Hike! and on that gratuitously violent Ooh. note it's time to dramatise you I've got to tell you how many times I had to go at saying gratuitous it was ridiculous uh, with the first 15 minutes of Tom Baker's excursion into the crazy world of comic strip adventures The Iron Legion <laughs> waiting for me? We're all out. Well, usual, is it? Please. Right you are. One silver, one gold. Ben, that a milkman? Where's it going to be this time of the morning? Hurry him up, will you? He don't want to see you when you're 90. At least I hope he don't. Oh, 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 oh of course not, Mr. Kirk. I don't know. I mean, not that, uh, you know, well... Uh, no. <laughs> Thanks, Milky. Hey, you 
veterans of the eternal war. Ave, you who have fought your way across a thousand planets, destroying all who stood in your way. Ave, in the name of Caesar Adolphus. Now, with the opening of the dimension duct, you stand on the verge of greater victories. The conquest of another Terra. And another, and another. So, forward, the first cohort. Forward, my Iron Legion. Forward to victory. Can't eat three of them wheat things. I can't help it if I've got an appetite, Viv. <sighs> what the? Oh, what have you done? Chucking the milk all over the table. Late night at the Red Fern, was it, Douglas? Didn't you feel it? The whole house shook. Like, like the earth moved. <laughs> yeah, it's not moved around here since 1974. And what time did you crawl in, anyway? There it goes again. It's an earthquake. In Stockbridge. Don't be... Mr. Kirk! Mr. Kirk, open the door! Him again. What's he after? Please! We have to call someone! Milky? What's the matter? Them's the matter! Doug! No way to book me, Settling. I paid him just like... Shut up, Doug! Look! Is that a tank? Yes, it's a tank! Are they Romans? Yes, they're Romans! Robot Romans? Yes! Robot Romans! You've got a phone? You have to call someone! The police! The, 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 the army! Anyone! No book! No soldiers! No one! Calais. A Thursday, I think. The day after bonfire night, perhaps. Aha! A shop. J. Grubb General Stores. I've been all out of jelly babies since I took off from Zaga 6. Shop! Shop! No one in. I hope it's not self-service here. I remember what happened when they brought those scanning machines in. No one knew they were part of a terrible scheme devised by my old enemy, Votan. And when they arrived in every high street in the country, oh... What year is this, anyway? Ah, newspapers. Let me see. Mm, British Leyland, Robin Cousins, Willie Whitelaw, never heard of her. Thursday, the 11th of October, 1970... Ah, someone in the back room. Ahoy there, I wonder, could you help? Now, here's a short, sharp shop. I say, shopkeep. Is that a broom handle with a kitchen knife on the end that you're pointing towards me, Adam's apple? It was good enough when I was in the home guard. And if it was good enough for Mr. Hitler, it's good enough for the likes of you. The likes of me? Hooligans! Foreigners! Romans! My dear man, I'm no hooligan. I only stopped by for a quarter of jelly babies. You what? Jelly babies. From the jar. They're always better from the jar. Let me see now. Five pence per quarter. I don't suppose you'd give me change for a zagon pound by any chance. It's a little on the slimy side, but absolutely inflation-proof, I promise you. And since it's 1979, I You're not with them, then? No. Look, why don't you put down the broom handle and tell me all about them, whoever they are, hmm? Well, if you ain't with them, you have to get out. Out, I'm telling you! What, without so much as a licorice shoelace? Not out of me shop. Out of the village! Get out of Stockbridge while you can! Oh, you don't understand. I'm afraid I don't. It's them, isn't it? They're coming. South perimeter search complete. Proceeding along western boundary of search area. Three and a half ounces, three and three quarters, a quarter pound exactly. Now, old grub, robot Romans, are you sure? No, like in that film, you know, 
I am Spartacus. Only robots. Like in that film, uh, Space Wars. Never mind that film. Uh, and they just appeared out of nowhere, you say? First I knew was when I heard the lad that does the papers screaming. A couple of hours past uh, six o'clock, it must have been. Robot Romans in Stockbridge at 6 a.m.? Exactly. More to the point, old grub. Robot Romans in Stockbridge at 1879 past 100 A.D. Thank A.D. Folks out of their houses they were, still with their curlers in, still wearing pajamas and whatnot, rounding them up, marching them off to the village green. I, I tried to run, but they were all in the streets surrounding, all armed with bring guns or something like that. Mm. So you came back here and opened up? Didn't know what else to do, did I? Never missed a day in the shop. My old dad did not in 44 years. Neither have I. Every morning I open up, except Christmas. Come wind, come rain, come snow, 6 a.m. every morning since the war. They should have me in that book of records, they should. They should, they should. Uh, Mr. Grubb, I strongly advise you to move back from the door. Why is that then? A robot Roman. I don't suppose you'd care for a jelly baby or <coughs> gelata infants, shall I say? <laughs> what do you think you're doing talking to it? Run! I said remain where you are. You killed him. The old grub in cold blood. Confirmed. One human ceased functioning. Not that there's blood pumping through those hydraulic joints of yours. Step back from the foodstuff containers. Ah, why the interest in baked bean cans, eh? Looking out for a relative, perhaps? Sonar now detects two humans left alive. Infrared vision reveals only one. Check data. Check away. Sonar detects two heartbeats. Infrared reveals one human. Conclusion, impossible. Sonar detects. Infrared reveals. Conclusion, impossible. Yes, I know, I am impossible. Malfunction. Impossible. Look, I'll just take that gun of yours. I think you won't be needing it any longer. Two humans. One human. Malfunction. Impossible. Let's get your head off, shall we? Before you blow a fuse, huh? Impossible. My sonic screwdriver. Nonsense now. This won't hurt me a bit. Must be half of everyone in the village here. Why are they keeping us standing around? What do they want with us, Viv? I don't know, Doc. Funny that. Still, look on the bright side. They've not shot us. Yeah, like they did Milton. Don't go on about it. I can't bear to think about it. I wish they'd get a move on, though, whatever they're planning. I'm freezing. You're freezing? Yeah. All I've got is a string vest. We should chucked it out like you said you was going to. Oh, I should have known it'd be my fault. Where's their leader gone? The one with the head like a bird. Centurion, Barbay Legionnaire, is the north and east perimeter search complete? It is. Then we must proceed to escort human captives back through the dimension duct. Wait, Centurion, one south and west perimeter scout has not returned. Scan for brainwave pattern of south and west perimeter scout. South and west perimeter scout brainwave pattern not detected. Conclusion, south and west perimeter scout has been deactivated. You must report this to General Ironicus, Centurion. I must wait. The General is in the Steel Ballista, in communion with the gods. Oh gods, how I love war. Let my Iron Legion march forever, for only through destruction am I alive. Without it, I am a dead thing. Had we not made you our servant, you would be a dead thing. Remember that, Ironicus. And I am your humblest servant, O gods. Speak to us, General. How goes your mission? My divine mission? Your reconnaissance mission. I have conquered this town, the place they call Stockbridge. I and I have taken its citizens captive. The gods have looked upon what you have done, Ironicus. 
and found it evil. What would you have me do with my captives, O gods? Should I decimate them in the name of Caesar Adolphus? No, Ironicus. Bring them back through the dimension duct when you return to Rome. If it please you, O gods, I would now march my army east and lay siege to the city of Londinium. No! Return to Rome now! You may conquer Londinium later. As you command, so I obey. Go in darkness, General. Gods? Gods? Oh, so mote it be. Ah, Centurion. You may speak to me now. My chest light is on. All cohorts report victory in all sectors. Indeed. Now we must make haste through the dimension duct. We return to Rome in triumph. But I regret to inform you, General, there has been a casualty. What? One of your legionnaires has been deactivated somewhere along the western perimeter. Insulation! Rebellion! Insurgency! Whoever has done this must be punished to the maxima. You hear me, Centurion? The maxima! That's the last of the neck bolts, so all it needs is one good twist and a tug. That's got it. <laughs> Hello, what's this? A label? MCML. Wait. It's a data manufacturer. M1000CM900LXX1X. That's a 1979. Date of manufacture, 1979. That's now! Insurgents. Your presence in the merchant house has been detected. Surrender or be annihilated. I surrender. I repeat. I... Goodness, is that a chieftain? I am the only chieftain here. I meant the tank. I am General Ironicus, Commander-in-Chief of the Imperial Iron Legion. Where is the other insurgent? Never mind that. I might ask you what you're doing here, you and your Iron Legion. General. Sonar trace indicates two heartbeats inside this one human. Two heartbeats? Impossible! Well, that's what your legionnaire said. Keep going, with any luck you'll blow a gasket too. Then, you admit it. You did destroy my legionnaire. Mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Excuse me, I must fly. Fly? Ah, like an eagle. You above all should be able to appreciate that with that mighty bird's head of yours, I mean. Where are you going? A blue hut? Can offer no protection against the firepower of my steel ballista. That's what you think, Bert Rain, key, key, key. Centurion, adjust cannon elevation. Try the other pocket. Set firing range. Ah, got it. into a big finished production yeah you ain't seen me don't forget to rate review that's five out of five and subscribe cheers <laughs>